This is Hornsey and Wood Green Highlights. This podcast will get you up to speed with some of what's going on in Harringay right now. I'm Max, I'm one of Hornsey and Wood Green Labour's communication officers, and we hope this will be a regular thing. So let us know on Twitter what you think and give us your suggestions. Today is International Women's Day. So I'm speaking to Nikki Pound of the Hornsey Wood Green Women's Forum about why it's so important and how people can get involved. Hi, Nikki. How are you doing? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. The first International Women's Day was in 1911. 107 years on, what does International Women's Day mean to you and why is it still so important? Well, I think for me, I mean, every day women are going around and doing amazing things, whether that's in their homes, in their communities, in work, in high office. Um, But I think International Women's Day really puts focus on that and puts attention on recognising the amazing and inspiring things that women are doing every day and the history that that's built on, the history of our struggles to gain the equality that we have so far and it also kind of helps us focus on the challenges that we still continue to face because I think although you know amazing things have happened in those hundred years we've still got a lot of structural challenges to overcome and I think that's why it's still so important it's important to celebrate what we've achieved and educate people on that but it's also important to recognize how far we've got to go i mean in some ways we're still facing so much injustice even just things like basic human rights like the right to have control of our own bodies the right to walk down the street at night and feel safe you know like one in three women globally will experience some form of gender-based violence in their lifetime so you know that's still a huge basic challenge that we have not yet dealt with and you know then you've got your issues like the gender pay gap unrecognised care and domestic work, challenging gender stereotypes, which will benefit men and women. So there's just still so much more to do. And I think that's why it's so important to have this day and for it to keep growing in its momentum. This theme is balance for better, focusing on achieving equality at the boardroom level. Only 9% of FTSE 100 executive directors are women. That's actually down on 2017. I guess, what, what would a balanced boardroom look like and what would that mean for women and the economy? You, you've just alluded to some serious issues women are still facing, you know, domestic violence. In the face of things like that, why is Balance for Better such an important goal this year? Well, I think it is hugely important because all of these things interconnect. So I think you can't see one particular area in, in like a silo to other areas and I think women's independence and their economic independence is very important and it is a key factor that does support women in escaping violent situations but I think just in terms of having a 50-50 board and a 50-50 culture right through organisations whether that is in the private sector or the public sector and then within that having fair representation of our BAME brothers and sisters and our LGBT brothers and sisters and our brothers and sisters with additional needs it means that when you're making decisions in whatever capacity there will be better decisions because they are reflective and representative of the people 
that you are trying to serve. So whether that's a policy decision, whether it's a business decision, you know, it's going to be informed by the experiences of your end users. And so there's going to be better outcomes. And I think having a culture that embraces that diversity is really important. And again, you know, from a work perspective, things like, you know, sexual harassment and stuff that go on in offices and companies up and down the country and across the globe. Again, having a culture where you've got people who are fighting against that and are making it clear that it's not acceptable, that again will benefit women, you know, in lots of different ways. So it is an important focus and these things all impact on each other. Well, I know our Women's Forum has had a great year so far. So what activities have you been working on for International Women's Day? So we've got a couple of things going on over the weekend for International Women's Day. So our sisters in Stroud Green um, have been amazing and they've organised a history walk on Saturday morning. So it starts at 10am, meeting at Stroud Green Library. And that's basically going to be a nice walk through um, Horns in Wood Green and one of the women, um, Helen, will be, you know, pointing out areas of interest to women and women within our community who've contributed so much to Hauntian Wood Green and Haringey. So, you know, we've got a lot of amazing people, as we know, and we've had a lot of amazing people um, contribute to Haringey. And so that's going to be a really great event. Um, and then the Women's Forum's official event is an event we've worked on in conjunction with Catherine and her team, which is an event at Parliament on Monday night, 7.30. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite. Um, and it is women-led households and the impact of austerity and universal credit. So at that event, we'll have a range of speakers, including Claire Woods, who's one of the women who recently took the government to court of uh, universal credit. Uh, we've also got Rupert Hook, who um, sits on the all-party parliamentary group on austerity and universal credit um, we've got someone from Haringey CAB and we've got someone from Gingerbread which is a charity that supports single parents um, so they're all just going to be talking about their experiences of austerity and the impact it's had of the universal credit and then also you know what the alternatives are because I think that's really important is that the people who've been most affected by these policies which are women, and again, you break that down into other equalities groups. They're the people that need to be front and centre of determining what what the alternative looks like. Um, so it's going to be a really great event, and we're always really lucky to have Catherine's support. So do try and get tickets and do come along, so it'll be brilliant. And then also, just to mention Haringey, it's Women's History Month, so if you go onto their website, they've got loads of links of activities that are happening right through the month as well. I know it can be tough for active members to fit in yet another meeting into their schedules. So I guess finally, what do you love most about being involved with the Women's Forum and how can people get involved? I think the thing that I love the most about it is, um, I suppose it's quite a bit selfish really, but what it's actually done for me, um, you know, I think in the last few years, I've become really conscious of my feminism and sort of join the dots of when I see things and I think oh why why is someone speaking to me like that or why do I feel like I can't get up and speak in this situation and I think the women's forum and the women that I've met through it um through the forum and then through campaigning as part of the forum because we've obviously had a lot of elections in the last few years it's really helped 
builds my confidence and it's pushed me out of my comfort zone and it's meant I've had to get up at meetings and talk and I've had to take on organising events and I've met some really amazing women and I think sometimes, you know, even just going into a room with new people and meeting people can be really intimidating and I think the Women's Forum really is a great space to kind of try those things out and overcome your kind of concerns about them and really found it really really empowering and it's just put me in a position now where I'm doing things that I never thought I'd be brave enough to do or confident enough to do and I think that is the real power of having a space where you're surrounded by people who want to encourage you and that is what we try and do in the women's forum um but it is challenging with all the meetings absolutely um but I think with the Women's Forum, we are aware that that is a challenge. And so when, you know, we reach out to volunteers, you know, you can do whatever you want through the Women's Forum. So you do, you can, if you want to set up your own coffee morning, then get in touch and we can work out how we can do that. If you want to do a social event, a film screening, you know, whatever, we will find a way to facilitate you. So it doesn't always have to be meetings. If you've got an idea of how you might want to do something differently, then we absolutely welcome that. Well, it sounds like it's been pretty transformational to you. When's the next meeting? How can people come and get involved? Um, well, the next um, meeting that we've got, um, so we've got the International Women's Day meetings, and then we've also got um, a joint event with Tottenham's Women's Forum and the LGBT Forum on the Gender Recognition Act um, on the 16th. And then we've got another joint event with Tottenham's Women's Forum on the 9th of May, which is around, um, we've got some speakers talking about um, abortion reform and uh, particularly in Northern Ireland. And we are planning a canvassing session on the 13th of April. So that will just be one way. It'll just be the Women's Forum will go some door knocking and then we'll go and have a coffee somewhere and just chat. So that will be a bit of a canvassing and social. So I think if it's your first time, that might be a good one to come to unless you're interested in the other issues. Um, and then we'll probably have an AGM in June. So, But if in the meantime, anyone's listening to this and they think, oh, I've got a really good idea, or I'd like to find a way of getting involved, then do get in touch with the Women's Forum on our email and we will definitely you know, engage with you on that and see what we can do. Thanks, Nikki. No, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I think this is excellent. I'm very excited about this. If you look at the figures, what you see is that there's no direct correlation between certain crimes and police numbers. In other news, you may have seen the government once again on the ropes over the recent rise in knife crime, claiming that the reduced policing budget is not to blame. We've seen over 23 separate incidents in London in 2019 alone, three of which occurred at Wood Green. The position is so worrying that at the end of February, in response to these incidents, Police in Haringey used a Section 60 order to temporarily extend their powers, particularly around stop and search. You can see the government's provisional report breaking down proposed police funding for next year online. I'll link to that. Our stretched police force should see an increase in funding. But as council budgets continue to contract, opportunities to tackle potential violence are being missed at the community level, which is why it's more important than ever the government reverses its massive real-term cuts to council budgets. And remember that wonderful burst of sunshine we saw recently? Well, I hope you made the most of the good weather. 
It turns out we just saw the hottest winter's day on record. It's pretty scary stuff. And it was in that context that Parliament saw the first parliamentary debate on the climate in two years after school kids across the country went on strike to bring attention to the critical challenges we face regarding the climate and the environment. There is no more time left for uh, delay. The government needs to urgently uh, show that they are serious about tackling climate, climate change and enshrine in law net zero before 2050. It was a clear strategy that we can all get behind. Intervention, and indeed she has hit the nail on the head. We need to be moving faster and deeper, and this is indeed a climate emergency. The debate was specifically tackling the UK's progress on net zero carbon emissions. And we heard that while the UK is on target for our shorter term emissions goals, we have a long way to go. Unfortunately, only 40 MPs turned up to the climate debate, showing that this important issue is not being prioritised by MPs. Why not consider getting involved with the Hornsey and Wood Green CLP Climate Change and Environment Group? They meet regularly to discuss climate and environmental issues at both a local and national level. They've been organised... They've even organized a visit to an eco-park later this month. And you can see their latest newsletter and upcoming events on our website. Well, that's it for our first episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Give us a follow on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. And if you enjoy this, let us know. Give us a review. And it really makes a difference at this early stage. You can always reach us on Twitter, on Facebook. We just want to hear what you think. Until next time. Until next time. Thanks for listening.